In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. One of my favorite passages, this sort of this Luke 15, we just have the first of these two stories because the last one's too long, that one of the, the parable of the lost son or sons. But we have the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the, the lost coin. And it's important to, to recognize where uh, why Jesus gives these parables to begin with, because people are grumbling about Jesus eating uh, with, with those that some consider sinners. Uh, the tax collectors um, who, are, who are against uh, people of, nobody likes tax collectors in any culture, let alone tax collectors that are, that are collecting money for the Roman government or for Herod or you know, all alike. And they're seen as traitors as, as much as anything else. And for, and for some, they're just, if you're collecting money for the Gentiles, then that means you have to keep coming into contact with the Gentiles, which might make you unclean to begin with, because you're with those people, right? And so it isn't, it isn't just uh, your life, and it's also who you sort of hang around with. Um, so now we have, and then there's just the broad category of sinners, which might be like, as you're trying to divvy up all the things in church, might be like parish life. Everything just, everything that falls under, under parish life, everything just falls under sinners. You just take all those, all those whatevers, and they're just there. And Jesus, knowing that they're grumbling and, and seeing that they're grumbling, tells these stories. Which of you, if you had a hundred sheep and you lose one, uh, doesn't go off and, and find it? And there's a couple really important important parts of, of this. One is that there's not just, generally not just one shepherd. Right? There's, there's several shepherds that are, that are keeping watch over this, this flock. And, and secondly, that 100 sheep is a lot of sheep. And so likely this is like the sheep of the village, or at the very least the sheep of, of somebody that you're working for. Uh, they're not just your sheep. If you have 100 sheep, you find your own shepherd to watch over this sheep, right? You, you know, it's... And so your, your whole honor um, depends on you bringing out the sheep and you bringing back the sheep. Um, the honor of, of all the shepherds. And so if one goes missing, as sheep are wont to do, if sheep aren't very bright, uh, you need to go get it. You need to go find it because what happens with sheep anyway when they get lost is when they discover that they're lost, they just sit down uh, right where they are and they, and they begin to bleat. They begin to cry. Which, on the one hand, is a good way for the shepherd to find it. On the other hand, it's a good way to, to announce, here's dinner to anything else that's around, right? Any 
wild animal, any lions or whatever, wolves that, that are out ready to, to devour the sheep. And so the shepherd needs to act quickly. And you, we, you've often seen those, those pictures, statues, where the sheep is around Jesus' uh, shoulders um, as the good shepherd. And that's, and that's because when you find your sheep, you don't have anything to do. You have to pick it up, put it over your shoulders. They can't, they're too scared. By the time the shepherd finds it, you can't put a rope around it and drag it back. You can't call it anymore. Uh, generally, you just like, play your little shepherd's tune, the sheep will come. But by the time it gets to this point, it's just shivering with fear. And so the shepherd needs to pick it up and carry it and bring it back. And that's, and that's a real important aspect to these, these parables. Um, because what, what happens then when you, the, the shepherd gets home, he calls all his friends, he says, I found the sheep. Right, I found the sheep. Um, let's have a party, let's celebrate. And Jesus says, there's, I tell you, more rejoicing, more celebrating in heaven over the one sinner that repents than the 99 righteous who need no repentance. And you gotta imagine Jesus saying this with sort of a smile and maybe uh, tongue in cheek, right? Over the 99 righteous people who don't need to repent at all. Like you, those are perfect um, as Jesus is talking to them. But what did the sheep do? I mean, when you're talking about repentance, what do the sheep do? Nothing. Really. I mean, you may have cried out a little bit. But all, all that you do in repentance in these next stories is, is allowing yourself to be found. Allowing yourself to be found by the one who comes after even looks in this case Jesus you allow yourself to be found by Jesus the shepherd who's coming to find you and Jesus that's even even clearer in the next parable where the woman loses loses one of her coins her ten coins you know who isn't going to go search their whole house looking for money you know you lost money you know it's in the house you're gonna you're gonna find it right if you lost some, if you lost twenty dollars in your room, are you going? You don't. You don't know. You're not going to look for it. You're not going to look for it. If you lost twenty dollars in your house, I'm coming to look for it. Oh, you have in your wallet. When you're very smart, what happens if it falls out? Then you have to look for it, right? Are you going to stop looking for it till you find it? You are. It doesn't matter to you. You got a warm bed. And doesn't, you don't care. Kim, on the other hand, he's looking. He's looking. He's looking. He knows he lost $20. He's looking. He wants to find that $20. He's going to tear the house apart until he finds it. Right? I mean, that's what you're going to do. You're not gonna, you know it's right here someplace. And if you have ever gone to, to some of those, like the, the those old houses, um, every once in a while they have little villages where they had like the old houses and you can go and you can see this is just a couple hundred years ago let alone a couple thousand
thousand years ago. The dirt floors and the windows that are, you can see how easy it would be for a coin just to get away. You've got to sweep everything, sweep the dirt. In vacation Bible school a couple years ago, I, I did this story and hit a coin out on the playground, knowing right where it was, sort of. We never did find that coin. Like we searched and searched for the whole the whole day and never and never found that coin. Um, it really is is hard within the dirt and within some of the grass you really have to sweep. And so when she found it, she rejoiced. She called all her friends. She said, "We have a party." I mean, Jesus again says, "I tell you, there's one more joy for one sinner who repents." How does the coin repent? It doesn't even, the coin can't even cry out. It's really, in that context, it's repentance is just allowing yourself to be found by God. And Jesus, in, in, in giving these parables, and it's not really any different in the next, in the next one, where, where the son allows himself to be found by the father, and the father comes and runs to him and gives him a uh, robe and sandals, and, uh, the ring on his finger. There's a couple things in these. One, one, Jesus is saying to those who, who leaders of Israel, what are you complaining about? I'm doing your job, really, first of all. Which of you, if you're a shepherd, are you not supposed to be shepherds of Israel? Which of you, if you're a shepherd, loses a sheep, isn't going out to find him? All of you basically aren't going out to find it. Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm doing your job. So why are you complaining to me? But more importantly, he's saying these are your brothers and sisters who are coming in. They've Repented in this new definition, which doesn't mean you have to go do a whole bunch of good works or make a whole bunch of sacrifices or pledge a whole bunch of money to the temple. You're allowing yourself to be found by God. When we allow ourselves to be found by God and, and embrace the love of God, this is what Jesus is saying. Repentance is a lot of times we get confused with the difference between <coughs> repentance and penance repentance is coming back to God and trying to live into that penance is that thing that you get when you go to the, to the priest and you know you have to do stuff after you after you confess that's that's not that's, those things aren't the same thing. I don't know if penance is even in the Bible, per se. It's just one of those things that we have you do to prove that you, not we, but not me, necessarily. That's not entirely true, but I might give, if you, if you come for confession, you always get penance, but it's usually something like meditate on a song or something like that. It's like need to do these things, and it's in blessing and thanksgiving for, for the reality that, that God forgives you, not conditional. Um, that's an important aspect also, but 
But this, allowing yourself to be fat by God is, is, a, is a huge thing. It's an important thing. Because it shifts everything from, from us doing amazing things to earn God's love to God just wants us to be to be with us. Right? God just wants us there. Rejoicing. Celebrating. Living. Loving. In community together and in relationship with God as well. And so Jesus says, join the party. Join the party. makes it simple. Not always easy, but simple when we, when we look at it this way that this is what it is to be part of, of community. Um, how do we allow ourselves to be found by God? And moreover, how do we share that, that message with, with the people around us? People who think that they're not worthy of God's love and they're not good enough, or they're not smart enough, or they're not whatever enough, right? How do we just say, God loves you the way you are, just come, come near, come near. We might celebrate and rejoice with you. Let yourself be found. For us, then, also, we need to be the ones who are the sweepers, the searchers, the seekers, to proclaim that grace and love as well. Amen.